Hello, and welcome once again to Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. So I put out a little bit of a poll to see which of five episodes you'd like to hear next. The cool thing is that all of them got votes, which means that they're going to be interesting to someone, which makes me happy. But there was a clear, very clear winner. Here we go. You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. Yes, you guys are completely down with the zone. This will be the third in our series that will focus on what, in my humble opinion, was one of the best television shows ever made, The Twilight Zone. This time, we will reflect on those episodes that taught us something and subsequently scared the living daylights out of us, or at least me, at the same time. Which ones will we be covering? Well... These episodes include Perchance to Dream, Nightmare as a Child, The After Hours, The Howling Man, Eye of the Beholder, The Dummy, Living Doll, You Drive, Spur of the Moment, and The New Exhibit. (laughs) These are some creepers. For one reason or another, I was initially unsettled, and I still am to some degree, by every one of these episodes, be it the way they were shot, in all cases, totally brilliantly, the acting, the plot, or just the messing around with my tiny, fragile mind, they all did some damage. Now, I saw all of these easily before I was 20 years old, Uh, many when I was probably 10 or 11-ish years old. Maybe they hit me that hard because I was still very impressionable, or maybe they did because they're masterpieces of unease, designed to teach a moral of a story by sitting you down and reading to you from a book. It just happens to be in a graveyard. For the record, I don't view any of these episodes as horror. Um, Some might say they are. I don't. None of them are gory. None of them use gimmicks. And none of them are violent. They are terrifying for the first time because they are hauntingly dark and they make whatever happens happen when we get goosebumps. I believe this is science fiction, plain and simple, just not traditionally so. Now, for the record, I have never been into horror movies. I don't like pain to be uncomfortable. I don't like pain to get scared and then to have nightmares. My normal life often makes me uncomfortable enough, scares me enough, and gives me enough nightmares already. But that said, a lot of people are really into it, and I want to know why. So I looked it up. So I found this article from Psychology Today, and this is what it says. It says, horror 
remains one of the most popular and profitable film genres. The remake of one classic horror movie alone has grossed more than $56 million in domestic box office sales. That's more than 6 million tickets sold in the United States at a time when the corona pandemic is still making life difficult for people to go see the movies as well as for the creative industries as a whole. So why so popular? Well, here's their explanation. I'm going to read it to you. Horror movies immerse us in fictional worlds that are full of resonant danger, and most of us enjoy this imaginative engagement with threat scenarios. It makes the comparison. It says it's not that different from children enjoying chasing each other. Presumably, we find pleasure in threat simulation because of the learning potential of such simulation. When we play with fear, we may learn important lessons about the dangers of the world as well as our own responses to danger. We learn what it feels like to be afraid, and when we get to practice and hone fear regulation strategies, it may make us better. We may even become more resilient in the process. You got that? Well, good. Still, I am out. Not for me. So why then do I make exceptions for these Twilight Zone episodes? Partially because of this. Yes, they are scary, at least to me. But it's not scary for scary's sake. Put it this way. I'm the kind of guy, for example, that really enjoys spicy sauces and spicy salsas and hot sauces. But I only like them if they actually enhance the food, if they have a good flavor and if they improve it. I'm not like a dude. Check out how hot this stuff is, man. It's melting my face off. I'm not going to challenge you to a Hades eating contest. So, yes, I like hot stuff as much as Donna Summer. But there has to be a point to it besides burning my mouth off and making me want to die from Peppers committing premeditated murder. So what are these episodes about? Are, are, are they pointed? Absolutely. There's a lesson in every single one of them. But let's get into them. And again, I'm, I'm going to do what I always do. No spoilers here. Just going to give you the basics. Perchance to Dream is an episode that blurs the line between nightmares and being awake during the day. Uh, nightmare as a child tackles the phenomenon of blocking things out that happened to you as a kid for survival purposes. The After Hours is just shot so incredibly well that it does the job, and I, there's really not much more. I, I'm not going to give it away. But even with its humor woven into it, it's creepier than a guy who would have had the gall to stand up Gidget on a date, and that's pretty creepy. The Howling Man, good Lord, what a premise. And the camera trickery and transformative things that happen and the atmosphere just make this one an episode you won't forget after seeing it. Eye of the Beholder, perhaps one of the top 10 most famous episodes of the whole series, uses camera blocking so absolutely brilliantly that if you haven't seen it, the end, it hits you like a jackhammer. The Dummy, Creepsville. 
I, I can't really tell you anything else or I'll give it away. It's Creepsville. Living Doll may be the creepiest of the creepy, but again, there's a reason, there's a moral to the madness. You Drive is scary and it's also effective. In fact, this one could have been on our And Justice for All episode part one. Spur of the Moment is just shot so weirdly. And, and at the end, the fact that you find out that it's potentially an ongoing cycle is really quite sobering. Finally, the new exhibit is kind of in the same vein as the after hours, but way more intense. And a man who becomes obsessed with something finds himself a victim of his obsession. The Saturday Evening Post had an article called Six Reasons Why the Twilight Zone is the Greatest Series in TV History. Here's a couple of those reasons. It says, the assembly of talent behind the Twilight Zone remains impressive. For the original four seasons, Rod Serling wrote or adapted a whopping 99 out of the 156 episodes. The list of actors who graced individual episodes of the original series is like a who's who of Hollywood. Some were young and unknown, others were well-established. We're talking about Ron Howard, Carol Burnett, Robert Duvall, Charles Bronson, Dennis Hopper, uh, William Shatner, Burgess Meredith, Cloris Leachman, Elizabeth Montgomery, Robert Redford, Burt Reynolds, Julie Newmar, Art Carney, Mickey Rooney, and Buster Keaton, among many, many others. It continues, perhaps the most important element of the Twilight Zone is that each episode turns on an essential truth about humanity. People can be prideful or judgmental, but that comes with a cost. Awareness is good, but paranoia is destructive. Not all gifts are given with the best intentions and so on. Rod Serling's aim was also true. He wanted to tell particular kinds of tales wrapped in a package that made them inviting to the masses. And it's easy to say that he succeeded. Unfortunately, some of the things that Serling and the other writers tried to warn us about, nobody listened. <laughs> they still completely exist in American culture. People are still way suspicious of their neighbors. Differences are not always celebrated. And we're frequently more concerned about what we've got than helping somebody else. Maybe that's why the show keeps coming back, because each and every generation needs to learn its lesson. And you know some something? I've learned this and I've seen this. Sometimes they just people just have to learn the hard way. I hate that. I wish they didn't, but sometimes they do. And, and, you know, maybe one of the hard ways to learn is by being scared. Some people can be told not to touch the stove and others have to burn themselves for whatever reason. But we all have one thing in common. We are all human beings. We are all individually hard to read, but often not so much collectively hard to read. The Twilight Zone reminds us of this. Even the scary ones. We have once again arrived at that time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to shadow our overall theme. We have for you this time around a Refresher podcast, The Twilight Zone, 
Adios Living Daylights playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast, The Twilight Zone, Adios Living Daylights. On this one, each song is a reflection of a specific episode that we tackled today. Okay? So track number one, representing the new exhibit, we have the Ramones with I Don't Want to Go Down to the Basement from their first record. Number two, we have Sleepwalk by Santo and Johnny, and that one covers Perchance to Dream. Number three, for the after hours, we have Jimmy D and the Offbeats with You're Late, Miss Kate. Number four, King Contrary Man by The Cult represents The Howling Man. Number five, for Living Doll, we have Hole with Doll Parts. Number six, <laughs> an outsider artist who goes by the name as the Space Lady covers the song Ghost Riders in the Sky. I, it, oh, come on, dude. Which, which we will have represent spur of the moment. Number seven, my favorite blues artist of all time, J.B. Lenore and Good Looking Woman. And that's paired with Eye of the Beholder. Remember, we had a, a, a psychology on vinyl on J.B. Lenore not that long ago. Number eight, for Nightmare as a Child, we have the song Nightmare by Artie Shaw. Number nine, I'm Your Puppet by James and Bobby Purify, and that covers the dummy. And finally, number 10, we have Death Cab for Cutie's song, Passenger Seat for You Drive. That's our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast, The Twilight Zone, Adios, Living Daylights. We'd like to welcome some new listeners to our little show. We've got a bunch this time from different places. Our, our demographic report shows that we now have brand new listeners in Valley Stream, New York, Toledo, Ohio, Stonington, Connecticut, and all the way in Western Cape, South Africa. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Welcome to Refresher. As I always say, this show simply would not exist without you. If you could all do me a favor and please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. By the way, did you know that plants improve the air around you and they actually help improve your mood? Leafy is the world's first ever patented self-watering plant container. They have such an awesome website. They sell these awesome plant containers that basically water themselves. So if you don't have a green thumb, that's not a problem. And they'll sell you the plants if you want to. Check out their awesome site at www.leafy.com. That is www.leafve.com. We want to also make mention of our friends at DesignCraft. DesignCraft is at the forefront of the millwork industry, constantly innovating to meet custom needs. Don't take my word for it. Look at samples of their unbelievable work. You can find them at their website, which is designcraft.com. That's www.dezignkraft.com. 
And then we also want to make sure that we say hello and invite you to go check out our friends at the Managing Expectations podcast. And that's a podcast for interesting people by interesting people. They're wading into all the things that make them interesting, make it be it music, art, books, movies, and generally the passing scene. You can check them out where podcasts are found. You can go to their website at managingexpectationspodcast.com. And hey, let's throw ours in the ring too. For all things refresher, you want to check out some of my books, my interviews that I've done with musicians or whatever the case may be. Or if you'd like to check out our collection of apparel, you can go to refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. That is refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. Until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. Thanks for listening. <laughs>